Hey, Money Crew, welcome to the Locums Lounge. Are you a physician who is feeling burned out? Are you tired of working endless hours without having the opportunity to reboot and recharge? Do you wish you could negotiate more money and work on your own terms? Are you interested or kind of heard of locum tenants work but aren't quite sure where to get started? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then let me be the first to tell you that this podcast is just for you. I am your host, Dr. Mimi, board certified emergency medicine physician, locum tenants expert, and full-time locums doc. I am also your take back coach. This podcast will inspire you to take back your career and practice medicine on your own terms. I will help you to successfully develop the strategies that will help you break free from the mindset that you work for your job and instead take back your career and let your job work for you. You can be happy while practicing medicine You can avoid burnout, and yes, you absolutely can make more money. All right, well, let's get into it. Hey, Locums Lounge, this is Dr. Mimi, and I am here with you today to share a story that will make you reflect on what you may have lost and maybe never gained from your medical education. So, First, let me start with the story. I was destined, at least initially, to become an engineer. I attended engineering school, and in that experience, also worked for a company. It was an alternating experience where you work for three months and then you go to school for three months. So I got a dose of corporate America basically the day after I graduated from high school. With that experience, you learn some business. I've worked on multiple major projects from brands that you probably still use today. And some are pretty much threaded into your everyday life. You'd probably be surprised at how I got into medicine based on the type of work that I did as an engineer. But there was something more and something calling me to medicine. Even throughout that time, I watched my mother. She was a serial entrepreneur looking for ways to make her part-time gig, her full-time gig, which she did. And so I learned a lot from her in terms of business and how to become an entrepreneur. All of those experiences led me to a major project right out of undergrad, right before starting medical school. I decided that I wanted to do something good. I wanted to have a citywide high school fashion show. And everyone looked at me and thought, you know, you know, why are you doing this? How are you going to get the money to do it? How will you get the sponsorship? And with $500 of my own seed money, I was able to put on this annual fashion show 
and raise significant funds for high school uh, graduating seniors to attend college. That was essentially a business. The intention was to do good. It was charitable. But at the same time, all the different aspects was essentially business. Fast forward. Now I'm in medical school. And even though I love to do these sorts of projects and I had been exposed to business, once you get into medical school, you know the focus becomes that anatomy exam, uh, studying for those board exams, and everything else that goes into helping you to become successful in being a doctor. There's something that happens in medical school that I don't think we initially tune into immediately, but upon reflecting, it's very obvious the amount of conditioning that takes place while you're going through medical training. So I looked up the definition of conditioning and it just hit the hammer right on the nail as to how I felt medical education trains future doctors. Conditioning is the process of training someone to behave a certain way and to adapt to certain circumstances. doesn't say what kind of circumstances. These can be good circumstances. These can be bad circumstances. And I'm pretty sure that you have your own story with some of the challenges that you may have gone through as you went through your journey to become a doctor. But then I wanted to break down exactly what other types of conditioning take place while you're getting trained to become a doctor. First thing, intellectual conditioning, the amount of coursework, the rigorous curriculum that it takes to learn a material, to pass your board exams, that is a type of conditioning in which you are learn you have taught yourself or been trained to take in a large volume of information and retain it for use. Then there is the emotional conditioning. Emotional conditioning is what we do every day when we deal with patients. There's an aspect that you have to be comfortable with in terms of compartmentalizing your feelings because you're taking on the burdens of all of your patients and There's no way that you can take all that on and still function on a regular day. For example, I'm an emergency medicine doctor. I give bad news every, essentially every day. Of course, there's things that I deal with that are not always on the grim side, but being able to deal with those emotions, that is something that we learn in medical school. Third type of conditioning would be professional, professional conditioning, all that we learn that doctors are supposed to be, do no harm to patients. We're supposed to uphold ourselves a certain way. And of course, when any of that goes wrong, even though we're not perfect people, you hear about it in the news. You are uh, shunned upon by your medical society. So we we are conditioned to be a certain thing, to be professional, to uphold the field of medicine in a, in a shining bright light. 
Then we have clinical conditioning. This is when you are put into your clinical rotations. And now everything that you've learned from the books and from anatomy lab, you are to apply all of those skills in a practical setting in real life with real people. And anybody knows going through medical school, your clinical years, that is a pretty steep learning curve. And then you go through however many years of residency training. That is your clinical conditioning. Of course, all these other things play a role in that. But primarily, you're going through a conditioning process. And we know that the hours that are put into conditioning us clinically to become good doctors, all of the things that we pick up, even some of the the bad things that we carry into our personal lives later on in life, being... uh, always available, wanting to be the team player. Not not saying that that's a bad thing, but sometimes this plays a role and it negatively affects our personal lives. If you are always trying to be a people pleaser, which is somewhat a part of that clinical conditioning, you want to impress your attendings. You want to impress or or look like the, the greatest person around all of your peers. You want to get along with all the nurses. A lot of that people-pleasing mentality feeds into your personal life. And it's not always something that serves us in the best way in all aspects of our lives. So then the other final piece of conditioning that you get through medical training is the time management. And this is not something that is specifically touched upon during medical training. However, if you don't figure it out, then you're going to fold. So this is something you figure out for yourself. You figure out how do I manage all of this clinical stuff? How do I manage all of this intellectual conditioning and still take care of myself? And some people are fantastic at being able to manage it all. A lot of people have to figure it out really at every phase because Every phase of medical education demands something more of you. So what is missing? What don't we get? We don't get that business piece. I do not recall one single lecture or course that I took in medical school that helped me figure out how to be a good business person. I mean, don't they want us to go on and start our own practices and serve our communities? You would think so, But there's very little time spent on teaching doctors how to be business people. I don't recall anything specifically that went over how to look at a contract. What should I be looking for? What are the red flags? I don't recall anything on negotiations. I I just do not know of any course where negotiations were discussed and making sure that you are getting what you are worth. It didn't happen. What I also don't recall is having anyone go over the fine intricacies of what happens behind the scenes on the business side of medicine when you do take that job. We just simply don't get enough of that in medical education. And I think it's intentional. I think the expectation is that we are supposed to join a large academic practice or a community practice, and you work for somebody else. That is what everyone thinks about. And of course, you have the few outliers, those superstars that 
either came into medical school with an MBA or maybe they did a dual degree and they got an MBA during medical school or during residency. And we need those. We need people who are going to take that extra step and get that training. But although I do not have an MBA, what I do have is, you can say, the school of hard knocks. I learned all this stuff along the way. And what I did do is invest in myself. All the money that we spend on undergraduate education, even the money that we spend on our medical education, one thing, even though we may learn different disciplines or study different things, one thing that we all learn is how to critically think. And if you are a doctor, you are very comfortable with consulting someone when you are outside of your lane, when you are doing something that is not within your comfort level or you don't feel skilled in that area. You call somebody else. If you're an ER doctor, you're very comfortable with consulting others for things that you are uncomfortable with. So why is business any different? Why is it any different? So fast forward to 2016 when I was thinking about what am I going to do after I finish residency? All these contracts and potential jobs presented to me, none of them felt quite right. And what I am grateful for is that everything that I learned prior to medical school about business, my small projects that I did where I raised money uh, for high school students to be able to attend, you know, colleges of their choice and supporting them financially, even those projects that I was involved with as treasurer of my class during medical school, where we raised money for our you know, school ball or took a trip to a NBA game, even the work that you do in organizations where this is essentially still business. I organized a regional conference. That is all business. Something in me honed in on those skill sets that I took away from those things. And I felt like I am supposed to be doing more. I think knowing that I was capable of doing these things gave me the courage to say, I can be an entrepreneur. I can be my own business. And I'm sure maybe it wasn't a regional conference. Maybe it wasn't a project with your student council, but I'm pretty sure you can recall on that one time or a few times that you were involved in a project and it caused you to uh, hone in on skills that you maybe didn't learn through your education or your journey. The fact that we are critical thinkers means that we can always call on someone else to help us in areas that we are not comfortable in. You can consult with, an, an attorney, if you're not comfortable with the contract, you can call on an accountant to look at your financial structure and what you need to do for your business. You can call on me. I am a locums coach. I've done this. I have figured out the formula in order to keep myself successful in this business. And that is why I'm here to help others. So what I would like for you to do is take a moment to reflect on what skills you lost in your medical training because you were so focused and so driven in making sure that you got the residency that you wanted, that you successfully graduated. 
figure out what did you, who were you before you attended medical school and how can that help you in moving forward with your life now? My goal is for people to be able to say medicine is my side hustle and for you to be able to pull from that inner person and all those things that made you the individual who you are and figure out a way to start a business, whether it be something completely different than locums, but using medicine or using locums to finance you to be able to do the things that you enjoy. So if any of this resonated with you, please feel free to reach out to me, follow me on Instagram at The Locums Lounge, and listen to this podcast anywhere that you listen to your your podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The Locums Lounge with Dr. Mimi. I hope that you leave feeling inspired to at least consider how locums can change your lifestyle as you practice medicine. Be sure to check out my website at thelocumslounge.com and follow us on Instagram at thelocumslounge. Look forward to hearing from you next week and thank you for tuning in. Until next time, have a great week.